0: I don't know how you mark time, but as a bookworm, my days go by according to Tuesdays because it's New Book Tuesday and I've got some book recommendations for you. This is Ro and I'm back to talk to you about March releases that I'm excited for or have already read and, well, think you might enjoy as well. Just like when it comes to movies, things kick in a high gear when March rolls around and 2020 has been no exception, so I'll be doing a regular book recommendation episode including some of the best of the releases that are on their way. First up was Marie Lu's book dropped on March 3rd called Kingdom of Back and the synopsis is two siblings, two brilliant talents, but only one Mozart, born with a gift for music. Narelle Mozart has just one wish—to be remembered forever. But even as she delights audiences with her masterful playing, she has little hope she'll ever become the acclaimed composer she longs to be. She's a young woman in 18th-century Europe, and that means composing is forbidden to her. She will perform only until she reaches a marriageable age, and her tyrannical father has made that much clear. Now. I got a thing for costume dramas and that means it usually extends to liking historical fiction. In this case, I'm a big fan when someone can take a real historical figure and build a fantastical world all the way around them. And I have absolute faith in Marie Lu that she can because I've been reading her book since her debut novel Legend. The remainder of the synopsis says, and as Norel's hope grows dimmer with each passing year, the talents of her beloved younger brother Wolfgang only seem to shine brighter. His brilliance begins to eclipse her own, until one day, a mysterious stranger from a magical land appears with an irresistible offer. He has the power to make her wish come true, but his help may cost her everything. If historical fantasy is your thing, and you like good narratives and character development, build in lush, rich worlds, Marie Lu is definitely an author who should be on your radar, and Kingdom of Back may just need to be your next purchase. Staying in the realm of historical fiction, the next book on my list is Cries from the Lost Island by Kathleen O'Neill Gear, which comes out March 10th. This is a standalone fantasy and the synopsis is set against the glory and tragedy of ancient Rome, Egypt. This novel brings to life the greatest love story of all time. Don't they always say that? How can everybody want to tell you the greatest love story of all time? Anyway, 16-year-old Hal Stevens is a budding historical scholar from a small town in Colorado. A virtual outcast at high school, he has only two friends, Roberto, known as the Biker Witch, and Cleo Malawi. Cleo claims to be the reincarnation of the Queen Cleopatra. She also believes she's being stalked by an ancient Egyptian demon, Amut, the devourer of the dead. But when Hal and Roberto find Cleo murdered in the forest near her home, it appears she may have been telling the truth. Her last request sends them journeying to Egypt with famed archaeologist Dr. James. James Moriarty. Okay, see, I'm not going anywhere with Mr. Moriarty. I'm gonna stop uh, mm. where it quickly becomes clear that Cleo has set them on the search of a lifetime, the search for the lost graves of Mark Anthony and Cleopatra. But they're not alone in their search. Cleo's murderers are watching their every move and not all of them are human. Now that's the kind of synopsis that makes me press pre-order. But in this case, the publisher gave me the book. I'm in the, currently reading it right now and it's very interesting. I don't think it's going to be to everyone's taste. It's a bit of a slow burn and the way the fo- story unfolds and the world builds out takes a little bit of getting used to but there's a little bit of suspense there's some action there's magic and come on they're going to Egypt and they're gonna be looking for Mark Anthony and Cleopatra two of my favorite most misaligned inappropriate relationships ever to happen so I'll be finishing this one up and I'll definitely let you know what my final thoughts are in a review. Switching gears for a minute I have to talk about a book that came out February 18th from Orbit called The Wolf of Yarrow. now I missed this on its release date. I don't know why, but it's by Kaz Villasso, and it's classified as high fantasy. And I don't really know how you don't want to read a book where it tells you it's the beginning of the chronicles of the bitch queen. The synopsis is: Born under the crumbling towers of Oranyaro, Queen Talion was the shining jewel and legacy of the bloody war of the wolves that nearly tore her nation apart. Her upcoming marriage to the son of her father's rival, heralds peaceful days to come, but a sudden departure before the. Reign begins, fractures the kingdom beyond repair. Years later, Talon receives a message urging her to attend to a meeting across the sea. It's meant to be an effort at reconciliation, but an assassination attempt leaves the queen stranded and desperate to survive in a dangerous land with no idea who she can trust. She's on her own, as she struggles to fight her way home. Now, I'm really a fan of books that put people in fish-out-of-water situations and, well, has to do with betrayal and politics and marriages no one wanted that always go awry. So I definitely picked up The Wolf of Oranyaro and I... still don't know how I missed it in February, but if you like high fantasy and you like action and intrigue and assassination attempts, I think maybe this one should make your list too. Turning back around to March though, Wicked As You Wish came out on March 3rd and it's by Ren Chupeco. And I apologize if I mess up her last name. And this one, caught my attention a long time ago. Again, this is an author that I read. I really enjoyed her trilogy, The Bone Witch. She has a way with a unique magic system. So I was definitely interested to hear when she was coming back writing a fantasy again, because her books don't necessarily read the way certain formulaic young adult books do. So they tend to grab you and hold you and give you something you've never seen before. So she is an own voices author, and she comes at her world building systems from a unique angle that always have something to contribute to the story. So the synopsis: wicked. As You Wish is, many years ago, the magical kingdom of Avalon was left desolate and encased in ice when the evil Snow Queen waged war on the powerful country. And of course, if you give me a Snow Queen myth, I'm definitely going to want to read it. The rest says, It former citizens are now refugees in a world mostly devoid of magic, which is why the crown prince and his protectors are stuck in Arizona. Prince Axel, Axeli, the sole survivor of the Avalon royal family, is in hiding in a town so boring magic doesn't even work there. Few know his secret identity but his friend Talia is one of them. Talia doesn't mind she has secrets of her own. Namely that she's a spellbreaker, Someone who negates magic. Then hope for their abandoned homeland reignites when a famous creature of legend and Avalon's most powerful weapon the firebird appears for the first time in decades. Alex and Talia unite with a ragtag group of new friends to journey back to Avalon for a showdown that will change the world as they know it. Again I'm also a sucker for Journeyman Tales. I like it when groups of misfits get together and it's their job to save the universe and it's also painfully obvious they have no idea what they're doing. So this one's definitely on my radar. I picked it up out at the bookstore and I'll circle back around and give you a review of this one as well once I finish it. If you're like me you like to read on your lunch breaks or on your commutes when you're not driving and that means you don't necessarily have time for a full-length novel. In those situations I always recommend people pick up good anthologies that way you can get a bunch of different stories where you don't feel bad about picking up and putting down the book whenever you have to in order to get other things done and there's a great one coming out March 10th called A Phoenix First Must Burn and it's written around the concept of these writers being the inheritors of Octavia Butler's legacy and given the names of the people in here I was really interested. It's got 16 stories I enjoyed all 16 for a variety of reasons. There's magic, there's romance, there's strife but everybody seems to take a core theme around Around riffing off this idea of hope, resistance, and the amazingness of blackness, and writes really great stories. I cannot recommend it enough. So if you don't get anything else, the 10th of March, be sure to pick up a Phoenix First Must Burn, especially if you'd like to see more anthologies of own voices writers, especially women of color, writing about these types of topics and in anthologies together. And last but certainly not least is The Queen's Bargain by Ann Bishop. This is a return to the Black Jewels world. This is a saga. There are 10 books in this series. I've read all of them. This was probably one of my most highly anticipated books for a series that I read. The synopsis is, after a youthful mistake, Lord Dylan's reputation is in tatters, leaving him vulnerable to Aristo girls looking for a bit of fun. To restore his reputation and honor, he needs a hand fast, a one-year contract of marriage. He sets his sight on Gillian, a young Aaron witch from Ebon who he believes has only a flimsy connection to the noble society that spurned him. Unfortunately for Dylan, he's unaware of Gillian's true connections. Until he finds himself facing Lucifer Yaslan, the volatile warlord prince of Ebon Meanwhile, Cyril Diablo's marriage is crumbling. Damon Sadi, the warlord prince of Dalmen, recognizes there's something wrong between him and Cyril, but he doesn't realize that his attempt to suppress his own nature in order to spare his wife is causing his mind to splinter. To save Damon and the rail of Keeler, if he breaks, help must be sought from someone who no longer exists in any of the realms, the only queen powerful enough to control Damon Sadie, the queen known as Witch. As Jillian rides the winds of first love with Dylan, Damon and Cyril struggle to survive the wounds of a marriage turned stormy, and Lucifer has to find a way to keep everyone in his family safe, even from each other. Now, it should be obvious from this synopsis that this is definitely picking up into a world that's built. I recommend that if you like dark fantasy and you like worlds that have intricate world building, politics, magic, mayhem, war, and a kind of a take on the world that will feel familiar because Anne Bishop is very good at pulling in contemporary themes and ideas into a world that's fully made of magic that you start at the very beginning with the very first book. Do not start with the Queen's Bargain. This is not somewhere that you can just jump into a series. Now, if you don't care about that kind of thing, it's a great story all on its own. But there will be so many times that something will happen that is referencing facts that you're expected to know at this point in the world. But that aside, this this is some of the best use of dark. Characters ever. You've got someone who has more power than anybody has ever had, with the exception of one other person in the world. And that other person happens to be the person who they love more than anyone else, but that person is dead. And they're a long lived, practically immortal race. And they also have a role to play in destiny and prophecy. That means it would be a very bad idea if they fell apart. Now, Damon Sadie is one of my most favorite characters of all time. So to have him back front and center after there being a couple of short story collections. Where he had a small story but not a starring role was absolutely exciting for me. And his brother Lucifer is, so he's one of the Aaron race, also a long-lived race. He he's rough around the edges, but he loves his family. He's got kids. There's all this intricate dynamic between him and his wife and his children and his son who's growing up and what that does to their relationship. And Anne Bishop just has a way of pulling you in and connecting you to her characters that you don't really get very often in high fantasy. isn't also afraid to be a romance so there's love there's love loss there's betrayal and this is one of the first times that a character that I really like from earlier in the books does something that makes me absolutely and completely despise them but not because they're now a terrible character but because there's such a character flaw that they fall into a place where it's almost impossible for them to come back from so her exploring what that does to a marriage and what that does to a connections and relationships and how you deal with accidental betrayal of your trust and someone showing you that they can't accept everything about who you are was a completely fantastic tale and I hope she comes back here again and if she does I will absolutely be waiting to read the next book as well. I will say if you do decide to join this series at the beginning there's some trigger warnings because she deals with some very dark and deep issues uh rape um torture kidnapping of children there, there's a lot in this story this is not light fair and I know a lot of people think oh it's a romance and they just write that off but she really takes on a lot of different themes that have to deal with things that are in the real world and she puts them into a fantasy setting and builds a magic system that gives you this way to have solutions to problems that ordinarily just really lead to a dark place and you don't come back from so I highly recommend the, the Black Jewel series because for as dark as it gets there's also light there's also hope and there's family the core of this story is family and sacrifice and No one really does it better than Anne Bishop. That's going to do it for my reviews for the first two weeks of March. I also read sci-fi and other types of speculative fiction. So be sure to come back next time around to see what else made my list to buy, to read, to recommend for the end of March. And if you want a curated book list of things to read, you can hit me up on Twitter at BookBlurred or drop me a dime at row at mtrnetwork.net. Talking about books is my favorite thing to do. And well, I'm a book pusher from way back. Next up will be the outsider chat with Latoya and Brandon as we wrap up the end of the series, plus some more book reviews and hopefully some interviews, maybe even from some of the authors who wrote the books we talked about today. Thanks for joining me on I Talk Shit and Read, and I'll catch you next time.